0: Continuing our look ahead to the upcoming college football season at the ACC football kickoff, defensive lineman Josh Fugoff from the Virginia Tech Hokies as we're back with you continuing that countdown. Josh, a pleasure to be speaking with you. Likewise. It's front and center, the lunch pail. (laughs) You are the keeper of it. Yes. How long have you been keeping that? I've had it since uh, spring ball started. How'd you earn it?
1: So, (laughs) We had our unit meeting uh, and we just talked about how we did um, throughout the winter and the expectations that we that is set for spring and I seen Coach Marv grab the lunch pail and automatically I thought that it was either going to be Norrell, Pollard, Allen Tisdale, Nasir Peoples, and Matt Johnson and Mario Kendrick who sits right next to me. I never thought about myself because I'm a hard critic of myself. I, I always think that there's something else that I have to do to improve myself to be the barrier of the lunch pill. So I didn't think once or twice that, oh, hey, I got it in the bag. Next thing you know, then Coach, Coach Marv said my name. So I'm like, what? So I look at Matt Johnson, like, asking if this is real, and he's looking at me clapping. I'm like, wow, I, I really have it. And that's when Coach Marv asked me to stand up and uh, grab the lunch pill. So, I've been very honored and very blessed to be the bearer of the lunch pail, but it's not about me. It's about the whole team. Where do
0: you take the lunch pail?
1: So I take it everywhere. I take it home. I take it everywhere throughout the facility.
0: Do you take it to class?
1: I have once, but then I have to hold my phone. I have to hold some papers. I either have to hold my laptop so my hands are full, so I either leave it, in my car, when I know it's my last class, so I could go right uh, straight home after class, or I leave it in the facility where I know it's safe.
0: Is, is there anything in the lunch pail? There is. There is. What's in there?
1: Uh, so we got a few things. Um, I'm not sure if I'm able to speak upon it or not, so I'm not. I'm not. Right. Going you to, but you it, don't it's have a lot. to
0: open it if you don't want to. Yeah, How a, heavy is it? Though? It's,
1: it's very light. It, it's no. It's not even a pound, you know. But. Um, it's a lot of sentimental value that's in there. You know, I don't know if I am allowed to talk about it, but um, there's a lot that's in it, and the standard is in it, and, and you're looking at the standard.
0: Josh Fugo with us here in the fast lane. Since you get to keep the lunch pail as defensive lineman from Virginia Tech who earned it from Spring Ball, how often do you open it up and look at the uh, tokens, momentum, what, whatever the proper phrases, the items in the lunch pail as motivation to keep? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, uphold the tradition at Virginia Tech of Defense.
1: Yeah, so I had a conversation with Coach Price and Coach Marv. You know, it was early in the spring ball um, when I said we had, like, a rough practice, you know, and being one of the guys, like, a, a veteran guy, having a lot of young guys on the team, you know, I had, like, a moment where I didn't know what to say or what to do as one of those vets. So I asked them, like, look, man, I every day – for, for practice, I open it and I just get a constant reminder of why I'm holding it and what this institution, I mean, this program stands upon. You know, how does it, how, what did you do through y'all's your, your times playing to remind yourself, like, look, man, however you're, like, whatever you're feeling, you know, is, is not important for the whole team, you know. Like, the whole entire team means more than how you feel, you know, and that's, that's the definition of toughness. Like, no matter how I feel, you know what I'm doing is more important than how I feel, you know. And that's that's the conversation I had with them, and I told them like every day for practice, like right before practice, I'll open it, and just get a constant reminder of why I'm holding it and what this program is about.
0: Josh Fugo with us in the Fast Lane, CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, and across the Virginia Talk Radio network. We are discussing the lunch pail, and photos are up at Fast Lane Ed Lane on your social media platforms to see the lunch pail itself. Do you let teammates hold it when they come over and hang out with you? Um, they don't even
1: ask about it, you know, but they know that I'm the barrier of it. But we don't ever talk about the lunch pail, you know, but they'll see it. Um, I haven't let nobody touch it or whatever because it's always either in my hands or in my locker uh, or just around me. So, yeah, no, nobody really, really touches it.
0: Shifting from the lunch pail itself to how you keep the lunch pail, which is continue to play good defense and set the tone for this team on that side of the ball, how do you build off the end of last year where it seemed like the defense was starting to come together?
1: Yeah, uh, it's one thing that we did was just honing in on our fundamentals, which is accountability, competition, communication, details, and mentality. And another opponent, I mean, component to that is trusting the process. You know, um, we lost three games within five points and we lost four games within 11 points. So the difference between like we was that close, very close to having a winning season. So it just shows you that the difference between last year and this year is trusting the process and honing in on the fundamentals. So, you know, just being that and trusting the process, you know, that's what's going to separate us from last year to this year.
0: In terms of that, do you get it more now than when you started at Virginia Tech in terms of the value of attention to detail and how the little things can make the difference between winning and losing?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> Coach Pry, every, uh, every meeting that we have, he asks somebody to um, stand up and give their own definition, not the Google definition, of what the fundamentals are. So they'll, he'll be like, Um, Jalen Jones, stand up and what's the definition of accountability, then he'll go on. Um, For details, my personal definition is taking care of the minute details to see the bigger picture. You know, so to see the bigger picture, which is obviously winning the league and competing for the national championship, we have to take care of the fundamentals, which is the details, the minute details that nobody gets to see. You know, the only people that get to see as the people that's in the staff and on the team. Not The fans don't see how much times that we do footwork, how much times we meet, how much times we run over the same exact play in practice, every practice. They don't see that. So we have to do a good job of perfecting those details to see the bigger picture that everybody else sees for us.
0: Have you had a teammate? Or <laughs> does this happen more often with new entrants to the program? Where you have to correct them, no, 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 not the Google definition, your definition of what accountability means.
1: Uh, uh, no, not really. Um, I just know that whenever we – they'll try to repeat what coaches will say, you know. But it, it's their definition, how they perceive what our fundamentals mean to them. So if that, that's how they see it. That means that they believe in what other people are saying about it.
0: Josh Fugel with us in the fast lane. Last one for you, Polynesian heritage. What does it mean to play for that?
1: It means a lot. I have So being one of the few Polynesians in southwest Virginia, you know, it means a lot. I have a whole culture um, on, my, on my shoulders that, that watches me, you know. <laughs> so, like, just being one of those few to represent a whole culture, man, it means a lot, man. It, it's, it means more than myself and my values and what I stand for. You know, I'm standing for them. I'm standing for my ancestors, my family, you know, so it means a lot
0: in a football intense culture at that.
1: Yeah, very intense. You know, too. I just went I went home last week and I'm out there at my brothers practice and I'm out there running I'm actually playing linebacker for them or playing receiver for them. Like
0: it's very intense football. Josh Fugo with us here in the fast lane defensive lineman, Virginia Tech Hokies and bearer of the lunch pail at least until the season gets going. Josh, thank you for your time today.
1: Yes, sir, thank you for having me.
0: Josh Fugel with us here in the fast lane. We transition from that over to Ali Jennings, wide receiver for the Virginia Tech Hokies as they uh, coordinate how they're gonna get the seat put together and now Ali Jennings Stepping into the fast lane, putting on the same headset, and we'll give you the customary warning, Ali, that we may have a couple of photos, stock photos, for social media okay, okay, yeah, me over the course make of this sure interview. Um, thank you for joining us today. Your relationship with Fontel Mines, how much was that the driving factor in you going from West Virginia to Old Dominion, and now Old Dominion to Virginia Tech?
2: I think that was the biggest thing. Uh Leaving West Virginia, he told me to trust him and come play for him. Even though he wasn't my position coach, he was like, everything's going to work out for you. And I did that, and I had two of the most amazing seasons of my career. And me entering the portal, and he was like, I think it's time for you to actually come play for me and be in my room. And I was all for it. He's a great guy. He's a great coach. Everyone loves being around him. Even the other position groups love being around him. And just that type of person, who wouldn't want to go play for them?
0: When you transfer or make that decision, how much does the mindset as a player shift from, I wouldn't say the love and joy of the game, because I think you have to have that to Mm -hmm. put all the work and process in, but realizing you're making big boy business decisions.
2: Definitely. It definitely like, it takes your mind away from the game and more into the people business. You have to kind of fish out who's being genuine with you and who has your best intentions and it's really a grown-up decision because wherever you pick to go to school at, it's gonna has, have its ups and downs and you have to be willing to go through them wherever you are and I feel like I've been doing a good job with those decisions even though I've been at three schools, I've been at more schools than probably 99 percent of college football. It just so happened that I've had to go somewhere else to Time time ran up at those places, and I just had to go somewhere else.
0: Was it hard to buy into a Virginia Tech offense last year that had its struggles that were well-documented, or was it easier in part because of the Fontel-Minds connection and relationship? I wouldn't
2: say it was a struggle to buy into it. I know uh, just talking to Coach Bowen and learning how he likes to call plays and how aggressive he is and knowing the system that they've been running and how he wants to run it. And I know I can fit well in that system. So it was it was a really easy buy-in. And then getting a lot of help in the run game and on the other side at slide and uh, outside receiver, just to be able to help us all over the field on offense, knowing that it was, it was a really easy decision to make.
0: Ollie Jennings, wide receiver, Virginia Tech Hokies, stepping into the fast lane. What do you bring to this revamped pass-catching group in Blacksburg?
2: I bring experience. I bring a lot of leadership. Uh, Between my experience and leadership, I have a lot of knowledge that I can pass on, especially to the younger guys who haven't played as much or who who haven't played at all, and using that to bring those guys along so when it's their time to get in the game, it's not a drop-off from a receiver play. And on the other side of that, my experience, I – have a high football IQ to be able to tell guys and let the let Tebow know or let the quarterback know okay I'm seeing this and that we should do this and that or if if he does this then I can do something to counter that and get open or get a teammate open and things like that and I think that's where a lot of my big play ability comes from just knowing how to maneuver around defenses and know, knowing defenses because I was a, I was a defensive player growing up so I, I was always taught the X's and O's about defense and then once I switched to offense it was it was easier for me to be able to get zones and be able to win against man coverages knowing like different leverages and things like that so my IQ is like the biggest thing that I'm bringing and then adding on top of that my pass catching ability my route running and my, my blocking in the run game I feel like I'm a great blocker in the run game and I'm gonna show that off a lot this year.
0: When you look at the group of pass catchers, the ones that were already there, Daquan Wright, Nick Gallo at tight end, the ones that came in, Felton from North, Norfolk State, and then mm-hmm. Jalen, he got the better Lane Jeans yeah. uh, from Middle Tennessee. How much of the appeal for you is going into a group where there seems to be a lot of talent, but the skill sets and what each player brings to the table is different so that you can carve out your own niche and area to contribute?
2: It's it's definitely fun knowing that you have guys who can do pretty much the same thing or things better than you, so you have the trust in those guys to, like, all right, I know he's going to be where he needs to be, or when the ball's in the air, he's going to go make it. So you don't have to put all the pressure on yourself to make a play, and you can go out there and play play freely and comfortable. So when you get those one-on-one matchups, because I think with our receiver core, it's going to be hard to – role coverages or bracket anybody, any one player on the team and give everybody a one-on-one matchup and the quarterback just picks who he wants to throw the ball to, it's going to be extremely fun to see that happen this year.
0: Did you always want to play for a school like Virginia Tech even before you came to Virginia Definitely.
2: Tech? Being from being from Virginia, all was ACC football. You knew about SEC, but ACC football was home. You have UVA, Virginia Tech, then you had Maryland used to be in the ACC. That was right there. Then you have North Carolina schools. They were all within driving distance. So you, we would always go to those games. And being a Virginia guy, Virginia Tech was the school. So growing up, that was the spot to go to, and I'm glad I got a chance to be here.
0: Ollie Jennings, wide receiver with us in the fast lane from West Virginia to Old Dominion, now to Virginia Tech. Did you ever dream you would be playing, uh, even at this, any point last year, <laughs> you'd be in the ODU Virginia Tech game for the other home team?
2: I, I was so done. Honestly, I, I just knew it was. Uh, I would have never been on a, another team. But it's funny how the world works. Everything came full circle. Now I'm on the opposing team. So we'll see how it goes, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of build up going into the first game, and I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to see those guys again and. Hopefully my team comes out on top, and I'm going to wish the other team the best of luck for the rest of their season. I know they have some pretty pretty good players over there, so I'm excited about it.
0: Ollie Jennings, wide receiver, Virginia Tech Hokies, Richmond native, and joining us here in the fast lane. Ollie, Mm -hmm. a pleasure to speak with you and uh, looking forward to, at least on our network since we (laughs) carry Virginia Tech games, hearing how everything unfolds starting at 6 p.m. that Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much. Ollie, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. That was Ali Jennings, the wide receiver for Virginia Tech. And before we speak with a former wide receiver for the Hokies, now an ACC network analyst, Eddie Royal, as we're awaiting the juggling of his schedule to step into the fast lane, a thanks to Specialty Exterminating Company, your pest prevention partner since 1979, proudly supporting our coverage at the ACC football kickoff and grateful for them because they help you unlock the tools To success to a successful attack similar to what Virginia Tech wants to have on the football field this year but a step further to keep out of your house those pests that have gotten in the way whether it's mice whether it's ants maybe it's mosquitoes any of those they're a nuisance you don't want them in your house That's why you want specialty exterminating to help you make sure your house is taken care of. Also a big thanks to Collins Siding and Windows and Collins Custom Builders. If you notice that air is seeping in from the outside, much like those pests, then Collins Siding and Windows will come to your house. They can help you assess the way to make sure all of your windows are synced up in your house. See, if you call Collins Siding and Windows and just want one window, that's probably not gonna solve the problem and the reality is you may need all the new windows in your house to be replaced so that they can be aligned and you have the successful peace of mind the knowledge that they're going to help keep the elements out of your house. Collins Siding and Windows and Collins Custom Builders teaming with specialty exterminating company to help bring our coverage of the ACC football kickoff. Uh, a couple of other topics and we did some insane radio deals.com fast takes on these over the last 24 hours as we sit here on Thursday, July 27th. One, obviously, over the last 24 hours is the Colorado situation where they're off to the Big 12, going back to the Big 12. And if you've ever been in sales and marketing or anything along those lines, maybe you've worked for a collections agency. If you've run a business and are trying to collect money from a should-be paying customer, You know what this is like. Or maybe you're trying to hire an employee or you're trying to get in touch with someone and you get the runaround. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? Where there's always an excuse for why nothing is actually taking place and why there is not the desired outcome. If you're collecting money, First of all, it may be a delay in the payment system. Then the check is in the mail. Then it never actually got in the mail. It got lost by the postal system. And then another excuse pops up. Oh, we had an unexpected situation arise in our work environment where you start to realize there's always an excuse for why something isn't getting done. Maybe you're in a different spot. You are in charge of a business and its employees, and there's always an excuse for why they're not there and why they can't actually be reliable and on time. And then you start to have your antennas raised, and you're like, okay, is the excuse that they've had some uh, self-control issues that have popped up or something that has gotten in the way of their functionality in life? And we bring that up because, to a certain extent, that's kind of what Colorado's been dealing with. And I get the move back to the Big 12. They leave the Pac-12 where the conference commissioner always seems to have had an excuse. Over three to four months ago, they were supposed to add a new television rights agreement in place. And then they kept moving it back. And they kept moving it back. And they kept moving it back. And you get to the Pac-12 media days out in Las Vegas last week. And the commissioner has the glorious try-to-control-the-narrative-because-I'm-in-power-line-and-totally-oblivious-that-not-everybody-clearly-respects-all-my-power-that-type-of-thinking. Where he basically went to his opening press conference and said, we want to stick to football as the focal point at this because everybody's really buying into that line of thinking. That's at the point where if I'm the Colorado president, athletic director, Board of Regents, Chancellors, whatever the phrase is they use out there in Colorado. I'm sitting there going, okay, there have been multiple delays on when we'll have a new TV rights deal in place. What the monetary figures are looking like in terms of what's realistically being presented to us. And then the Big 12, to their credit... With their commissioner, Brett Yormark, who has corporate real-world experience. And let's be honest, when you have corporate experience, you have experience dealing with shareholders, you're very skilled in handling multiple voices in the room. You understand, and no, we can't play the Kenny Powers soundbite of Dollar Dollar Bills, y'all, but we all understand that is a major driving factor in how these decisions are made. So you're the Big 12, and you've been aggressively pursuing Colorado Why not go back there if you're Colorado? Okay, yes, it's not going to bring you anywhere close to the economic money of the Pac-12, of the Big Ten, and the SEC. That part is obvious. But if nothing else, you're not getting clarity on what you need to run your athletic department and to have the right budget in place. And in doing so, here's the thing. You have to plan on how you want to be, quote, big boy football. Remember, you've got coach prime deon sanders who's come in and clearly he wants to run his football program like a bigger football program for better perhaps if the results are there for worse certainly if the results are not there the way he's run players off will be more targeted even though it's kind of just a, a blunt way of handling how other programs have pushed players out of the way but the reality is that's the case i mean people talk about the next moves i think the big 12 is in the driver's seat It's better to be proactive than reactive in a lot of situations in life. And to be, uh, people say aggressive, but if nothing else, you're just staying on top of things. And that's part of the ultimate business deal that's come out because of it. And the Pac-12's approach, yes, you've got the brand and cachet and the history of the name, the Pac-10 and the Pac-12, but Colorado's going to the Big 12. And look at some of the schools in that conference. No, they're not Texas and Oklahoma, but they've got Oklahoma State, You've got Kansas State, which has been great in football recently. TCU is part of that old Big 8 conference with the Pony Express era that came in. They've added UCF. They've added Cincinnati. They've added Houston another Texas school. It's an area that cares about football. That's not really the case with the Pac-12. I mean, from my knowledge being around the West Coast, and I've got a brother who lives out in Oregon, loves the environment at a place like Corvallis for Oregon State and at Eugene for Oregon. It's not the same as it is in – the Southeast, the Midwest, the upper Midwest, where the Big Ten's located. It's just not. And that's a big part of the reason why this has taken place and why this move really had to happen. Because you're Colorado, and at some point, you're that boss. You're that decision maker that's sick of getting the run around all the time and being told, we'll pull something together, and we're going to have your problem solved. And yet there's always an excuse, always an answer, and nothing there. That's how the Colorado situation, as much as the school may not relate to where we are in our backyard, could certainly relate to you if you've had any type of business interaction and you're just fed up with people not actually giving you excuses. And if you're the person who always has an excuse, you may be able to get away with it once or twice, but you have to catch on that at some point other people are going to catch on. And truthfully, I think the Pac-12's commissioner, George Klayavakov, might know that, and he's just clinging for life as long as possible until the next gig comes along to replace this. What will come along to replace us in the fast lane? Real analysis from former Hokie wide receiver turned ACC network analyst, Eddie Royal, after this.